A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, World Game Changers, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to this podcast episode where today I'm joined by a returning guest, a lady from the south, a young lady from the southeast of England by the name of Rebecca Will. Rebecca, a very, very warm welcome to you. Hi, Paul. Thank you for having me on again. And I think I said this on a, on a previous episode, listeners, and I haven't got a clue why this is, but I wanted to say welcome, Mom, to Rebecca. I know <laughs> you don't know where that comes from, but anyway... Um, <laughs> dig into that one, listeners. Yeah, so maybe on the subsequent one, Rebecca, I'll skip the first name and just say, Welcome, Mom. Welcome, Mom. <laughs> maybe that's my new nickname. You can give us a royal wave. <laughs> so, one of the things, listeners, we thought we'd talk about is this whole identity thing because it creates so much confusion and pain and suffering in our lives. You know, we've all, we've all heard those immortal three words Who am I? And Rebecca and I thought we'd, you know, we'd have a dance around this that very same question by saying, uh, oh, by dancing around this title, getting to know you. Any thoughts, Rebecca, to kick us off? Yeah, I suppose um, it's it's a struggle, isn't it? Kind of uh, that that we all experience in our lives, and um, figuring out who we are and kind of going on that journey. Um, and that's definitely something that I am. Um, exploring and kind of um you know um, getting to know myself um more and more as as I kind of as time goes on really so it's uh, I think it's something everyone can relate to definitely um as you you know just picking up on what you said there as you're getting to know yourself more are you surprised that you know the getting to is, is actually different or not as the case may be from who you thought you were? Yeah, I think um, I think we all have this kind of perception of, of who we are. And also we're kind of, we kind of wear different hats, I think, in life. You know, we, we have the, the professional side and then we have the, um, the family side and we're, we're kind of different people. And um, I think kind of really, yes, yeah, stripping it back and um, kind of, uh, really it's, it kind of comes from from within I think we all kind of uh, probably know each know who we are maybe deep down and it's kind of stripping that back and um but yeah it is it is surprising I think because uh th- this kind of perception um you know can kind of skew our our thoughts um perhaps mm. I just want to challenge Rebecca what you said there um I think we all know deep down who we are. I'm not so sure that we do. I think mm-hmm. at an early age, we lose sight of that. Yeah. We lose sight of that. And we yeah. then begin to think we know who we are. And there's a big difference, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, kind of put, putting ourselves in challenging uh, circumstances or kind of when, when we're faced with adversity, I think that's where it really shows up, actually. Um, 
and I think um, how, how we deal and respond to situations is I think when we start to learn um, about who we are and when we're kind of out of our comfort zone um, and I'm definitely at the moment trying to push myself really as much as I can because I think that is where the, the lessons are um, and the kind of discoveries really of, of ourselves. Yeah, it's about looking at new areas and being, um, is, it, is it about being brave to go into, because as humans, we don't like, we don't like change, do we, generally? Mm. We like the, you know, the old comfort zone. Well, I've always done it this way, and it might not be, you know, it might not be ideal or perfect. I'm a bit weary of that word, perfect. But, yeah. you know, um but it's okay. And I always liken that to kind of having a, a toothache. Um, you know, <laughs> I've had this <laughs> examples in the past, both with myself and with people I've spoken to where, you know, there's that thing, oh, my tooth's really hurting. And somebody said, well, go to the dentist. Oh, it'll be all right. Stop making a fuss. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not the one that's making a fuss. You're the one that's got the toothache. But we, and that's a great metaphor, I think, for life because, yeah. you know, we, we kind of we like a moan about things don't we you know and that oh, you know and, and it kind of gives us that it meets us some of our six human needs moaning does actually although not necessarily in a in a positive empowering way but this yeah. whole thing isn't the of oh it, it'll get better tomorrow you know better the devil you bring it off yeah yeah and yes. I think kind of we kind of almost get used to um if, if we're in a discomfort after a certain amount of time we almost kind of become, it becomes familiar and we almost like that familiarity, which is, you know, I think, yeah, it's kind of really trying to get out of those uh, or recognise, I suppose, those discomforts. Um, but yeah, is it is it um, something that's, you know, I suppose, um, I don't know, <laughs> I've gone off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I think... It meets that that uh, that basic human need for certainty, that familiarity. That yeah. we pick that up from a very early age. You know, we're given advice by, you know, our carers, our guardians, our parents, our siblings. You know, we go to school. We're conditioned by adults. You know, we go to see the doctors. An adult. You know, we've got all this influence from day one, and so we learn to conform, stroke, survive in mainstream society. And in many respects, that can take us away from who we truly are. I always liken it to like a blank piece of paper as a newborn. Mm, life yeah. goes on, we, you know, somebody crayons a, a pattern and a colour on it, and then somebody else puts another uh, imprint on that piece of paper. And then, and then before you know where you are, that piece of play, paper, 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 <laughs> um, Bear with me, listeners. I'll just make it up as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, comes very, it comes this rich myriad of colours and experiences and patterns. And, and I think that's a great reflection of who we are as humans. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just hearing you describe that there, it reminds me of like, because... Um, I do I do art and when you have a um a blank piece of paper it is the most challenging thing when it's the complete white um because it's kind of it's yeah it's like the, the the challenge of of kind of the unlimited possibilities I suppose but yeah we do get we do get refined and restricted in these things without really 
realizing it um don't we and it's kind of um yeah it's it's really uh kind of having those moments to try and question those i suppose those kind of uh constrictions that society's put on us and those labels and um how, how do you find you um kind of do that kind of strip that back and get back to that blank piece of paper or do you think that's even what we should be doing is getting back to the blank piece of paper great question it's a great question i don't necessarily know if it's about um if i can say going back to basics i suppose in many respects it is but going back to that blank piece of paper maybe there's a compromise to be had between actually saying, well, I'm going to embrace all those colours on my piece of paper. Yeah. And if some of those are dark colours. They've contributed to, to shaping me, to making me who I am. And so I'm going to celebrate that life and I'm yeah. going to celebrate those experiences. And yes, some of them may have been really challenging, but the trade-off really, to answer your question, Rebecca, is to almost create that parallel blank piece of paper that sits alongside of it and to to embrace the two and i've got oh, i've got two pieces of paper in my life one's a foundation look how rich and colorful that is the reality is underneath it's a blank piece of paper mm. still going to celebrate all those colors and patterns on it and the way I'm going to do that is by two things, really. The first one is, what story am I telling myself? What story, what picture am I seeing on that paper? Am I just looking at a scribbled, chaotic mess on that piece of paper? Or am I looking at, you know, to use a phrase I've already used, a rich myriad of colours and patterns and interesting shapes and curves and whatever it may be. How am I choosing to see because we'd have two people looking at the same piece of paper and seeing two completely different things where look at my life, it's chaotic, it's a mess. There's mm. too much, I don't know, let's pick a colour out, um, green, for example. Um, there's too much green on there and I don't like green. You know, and we create all these beliefs. Well, why, mm. don't, you like, you, why don't you like green? Well, I don't. You know I don't. No, but why? Well, I don't know. You know you know what I mean. Well, actually, no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> How am I supposed to know what you mean if you don't know what you mean? So yeah. there's that need, paradox yeah. there, Rebecca, to mm -hmm. answer your question. You know, do we go back to basics with a blank piece of paper or do we celebrate the piece of paper we've got? And the yeah. paradoxical answer is neither and both. Mm. Yeah, that, that sequence of, I love that, that sequence of having that piece of paper with all the, the dark and the light and the everything, and then having that second one, you know, that, that blank as well. It is a paradox, those two works together. Um, yeah, that embracing of, of, of everything in, in our lives, because it's all part of the journey and it's all makes us who we are, doesn't it? So. Yeah, absolutely. But there's that whole thing, isn't there, around, you know, meeting that first human need for certainty. We want a definite answer. Our life has got to be so structured and so organised and makes us feel so secure and in control that we put it in a box. You know, mm. subscribing to labels, you know, you are female of a certain age, you are white, female, English, blah, blah, blah. They're, you know, the labels, they're, 
They're boxers automatically contributing towards stereotypes. You know, mm. I am male of a certain age in a certain country of a certain culture. Right. OK. On paper, that's separated you and I straight away, not just with gender or age or any other of the labels, but straight away it conjures up people in people's minds. OK, they're so different. Mm. Well, the reality is we're not any mm. of us. But we create these models. We tell ourselves these stories. And I alluded to two things, Rebecca. The other one is self-love. How massively, massively critically important that is. Yeah. And we lose sight of that, I think, uh, as mm -hmm. life can become challenging. And particularly in later life where, you know, with breakups, uh, you know, as we know, they can get quite messy and they can... Uh, they can put a lot of pressure on the heart emotionally. I'll never, I'll never get into a relationship again, and all that kind of stuff. And, and it, you know, if we haven't got that greater awareness and that self-love, that bank, that foundation of self-love, doesn't stop us feeling the pain. Mm. But it, it, at least we know where our whole emotional base is. Yeah, it's like a foundation, right? It's it like is. You can yeah. always, if you've got that as the foundation, it's, you're kind of, you've got that to fall back on, I suppose, in a way. It's kind of. Well, I liken it to an emotional account. Uh, listen, mm -hmm. I've used this example before, you know, I call it the love box, where we invest in it, we invest in ourselves. And it's a bit like any account. So, you know, I don't know, imagine a, a relationship between two people and that splits. Um, and say there's a hundred pound in that joint account. So when they split, this 50 pound goes to one party and this 50 pound goes to the other party as part of the agreed split. Doesn't the same principle apply with our emotions? The more emotionally strong we are and we have in our account, when we, just to use an example of come out of relationship for an example, because or a death, it can be a death because that's a parting of the waves and a, you know a loss or a perceived loss. Um, if we've got that emotional richness in our in our account called our heart, yes, we're still parting with half of it, but we've still got some significant amounts of emotional currency to sustain us, rather than being emotionally bankrupt if that makes sense, rather than being codependent and putting all our, uh, all our emotions into somebody else. Because if that person is no longer part of our life for whatever reason, we're left emotionally bankrupt. And that is yeah. not good. That is yeah. not good. Yeah. I suppose as humans, we have this tendency to put our happiness in other people, don't we? We do. Um, instead of having that kind of, foundation in ourselves um and then we're in a better place to be able to love other people because we, we love ourselves um i think it's quite difficult really to have you know great relationships in your life if you don't have that self-love um yeah well there's, there's a train of thought there's a very strong and consistent train of thought rebecca is there not you cannot give what you do not have mm -hmm. You know, if I said to you, Rebecca, give me a million pounds. Well, I'd like to, Paul, but I haven't got it. You can't give it, mate. What if I could? <laughs> yeah, but it's the same principle, isn't it? 
exactly. you know, if you say to somebody, please love me, I'm desperate for your love. I'm sorry, I can't love you. I haven't mm. got to give. Mm. If you've not got that self-love. And it all starts with that self. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I challenge this. I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Rebecca. But, you know, there is yet again a train of thought where if you've got self-love, you've got everything. I would challenge that person. Well, before I would challenge it, what's your thoughts around that statement? If you've got self-love, you've got everything. I think it's a big statement. I think it's, um, I don't know if I 100% agree with it, but I don't, I, I, I definitely think there's something to it. Mm. Um, yeah, because I think, I think we do we do need people we're social animals you know well animals are human <laughs> beings, <laughs> beings. <laughs> <You're> beings. <laughs> um so we do we do need community we do need people but i think um you know the self-love is um is a start it's like well not a start um i don't know it's so important to have that and it's it's it is kind of everything, but not at the same time. Mm. Yeah, we love these paradoxes, don't we? We do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I stopped myself from from answering my own question. For what it's worth, listeners, I absolutely agree with what Rebecca's just said. I think self love is a massively powerful, solid foundation in our lives. But um, as the young lady said, absolutely correctly, you know, we're social beings and people, to quote Barbara Streisand, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. I think the key thing, discrimination there is why do they need them people if, they, if they're dependent upon them? Well, that's not healthy. Mm. But to know that you've got so much love to give, I think is an immense gift. And you yeah. it, you know, whether you give that to people, you know, whatever form of being that is, be that plants, be that, you know, fauna, uh, flora, fauna, it doesn't matter whatever part of that being it is. You, you've got that emotional richness, that currency. Yeah. You've got that to give. Yeah. Right? Monumental. Um, and then the recipient you know, to know that you're making a difference in somebody's life, you know, in, in whichever way you look at that. Um, mm -hmm. And there's many connotations, isn't there? Like you say, our friends, our family, you know, our spouses, lovers, call it what you will. Um, and, and, you know, it manifests in different ways. But in actually, in many respects, it's just an emotion. I say just, <laughs> it's the wrong term to use, just. But it's, it's a powerful, powerful dispensation of emotional currency we are investing in somebody i'm giving you this currency which means i trust you i believe in you um, and we don't have to necessarily utter those three immortal words that i love you you know yet again listeners actions speak louder than words apparently to use a well-known cliche do actions speak louder than words rebecca well Yes, I think, um, let's think about that. Um, do actions speak louder than words? I think words can only go so far in a way um, because action is the kind of um, 
it's kind of the next step afterwards, isn't it? It's like, you know, because you can say anything really, um, although words are powerful and, um, you know, stories are very powerful, but um, you really can just say something. Um, and then if the action isn't taken, um, it doesn't have the, the meaning. Mm. Yeah. I want to share, listeners, if I may, just uh, <laughs> I think it's humorous, a humorous anecdote about something that happened uh, oh, many, many years ago. And the, um, the lady I was, uh, was going out with at the time, I bought some flowers and um, she, we was living together. Anyway, she, she came over and the flowers are on top of the, um, the kitchen top. Mm. And then I said, oh, I bought you some flowers. And she just gave me a dark look. And that was it. And it's like, well, yeah, but I bought you some flowers. And she just shook her head. And this is kind of bringing in what you've said there. Right. And in the end, and this went on for hours, and I said, for crying out loud, <laughs> what, what is the problem here? <laughs> she said, you just don't get it, do you? You guys. You guys, by the way. Mm. Okay, right. Like, you know, yeah. You have to tell me. She said, the flowers are beautiful. Don't just dump them on a top. Give them me personally. Give them me personally. And that subtle distinction of actually making eye contact and say, you know, the words, I bought you a special gift. Thank you for being in my life. Rather than there's some flowers on the top for you there. Do you see the difference? Mm -hmm. And, you know, okay, that was in a romantic context. But I think the principle is the same, actually. That connection, that emotion that we invest yeah. with people, with each other, that love, yeah. if you will, it's there, isn't it? Because that vulnerability that we have as beings, we're, I suppose, constantly, either whether we're conscious of it or not, looking for that reassurance and that, you know, that metaphoric arm around the shoulder to say, you matter in my life, I value, and thank yeah. you for being part of it, rather yeah. than just dismissively saying, some flowers on the top for you there. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I can see there's some flowers there. I'm not blind, but give them me with meaning. Does, mm. does that make sense, Rebecca? It does make sense. Yeah. You know, I think um, having that kind of love in our hearts, it, it comes outward. It, it, it manifests itself outwardly, doesn't it? Mm. Um, so if we can if we can start with that, it's... Um, it's almost like a knock-on effect in a way um, because if someone's got self-love or it's not like people have it or don't have it I also think it's kind of a it's a process and it's a kind of um, something that's a practice almost um, but I think that um, I think oh I've lost my chain of thought now Oh, yes. So I, th I think that it inspires others. So I think it is a knock on effect. So if I if I am in self love with myself, you know, and I've and I'm practicing that and I'm being the best I can be, I think that hopefully can inspire other people. And then I think that can inspire other people. And I think it's um, it manifests itself outwardly, I think. Mm, definitely definitely so i want to create a hypothetical situation here then rebecca i want you to imagine that you was going to write a short chapter in a book about love 
Okay. Let's, let's play with this a little bit. We like, we like creativity, listeners, don't we? We like creativity. And, and I can personally vouch for Rebecca is a very, very creative and talented lady, immensely so. So let's play with this. Let's dance with this, Rebecca. So we've got a chapter, or you've got a chapter in a book, um, a <laughs> short chapter, um, love theme, self-love, if, you know, if we're going to focus on that. What a, it's not for me to pick that panel. Let me give you a title. In fact, let's make it very aligned with the title of this particular podcast, Getting to Know You. So that very broad phrase of, or title of Getting to Know You amalgamated with self-love what kind of things might drop onto that metaphoric blank piece of paper that we've already spoke about? What kind of vibrant, energetic story would unfold? What's coming to your mind now? Mm. I think I'd have to, um, well, not have to, but I think I would, um, what's coming to me is kind of having that overview of, of my life and almost referring back to when I was a, a young girl and, um, you know, I, I used to make um, videos um, with my sister. We used to do adverts. We used to, um, you know, I had such confidence and such, um, you know, I just was a, a kid. I was just so curious and just so kind of playful. And I think kind of looking back to that um, and then possibly the, the journey I've gone on and, and um, because, yeah, l- looking looking back to that to really, remember almost um who 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 i am and how that's evolved i suppose um and this kind of um kind of journey that i'm on um yeah so yeah again we keep using or i keep using that word listeners paradox that contradiction so on that basis rebecca is there a contradiction that you know the more we progress through life and inverted commas, age, stroke, get older, actually, the more beneficial it is to go back to being a child. Mm. Is, is there any merits in that? I definitely think integrating that side of us um, and recognising and, and, and bringing that curiosity out um, and um, not getting too serious and too, you know, um, be, being playful and, and um, having fun and you know not not I definitely think that there's um, for me I do tend to take myself too seriously sometimes so that is very important point you know to, to bring out that kind of childlike curiosity I know we spoke about that on a previous podcast so that it's mm. um, yeah yeah so there's almost one would say uh, I asked the question rather than offer it as a suggestion that there's, there's a, maybe a subtitle in that story around just get over yourself, stop taking yourself so seriously because we do, don't we? As yeah. As we get older, you know, I hasten to say we get stuck in a rut, but do you know what, listeners? Don't we get stuck in a rut? Yeah. And that old yeah. thing about don't sweat the small stuff, and we get. really put ourselves in a corner over such trivial matters yeah and I think I mean I know I do but I I think we expect so much of ourselves um I don't know I I expect myself to to I have all these expectations and um I think it's actually really good to just not have any expectations it kind of frees you up yeah in a way yeah and so that's something I've 
yeah, realised. It's learning, uh, and I use this term, uh, it's learning to be free again, isn't it? You know, mm. just stripping back, that, as you say, those expectations that put so much pressure on. Yeah. Not more so than self-expectation. You know, we're back to that story that's in our head. Yeah, but all girls should do this. You know, certainly, you know, that old stereotype, girls should dress in pink and boys should dress in blue. Mm. And the horror when, you know, boys use pink. And, you yeah. know, and the whole, and all that, you know, that conditioning <laughs> that we've spoke about and those stuff. But there is that societal expectation, conditioning, call it what you will. And we grow up with that. But it's having that kind of, okay, let me dance footloose and fancy truth and skip through the meadow. I'm going to go back to being a child and I'm not bothered about any of that stuff anymore. Mm. You know, if that's the way the world is, fine. But I don't have to play that game. And we don't have to play that game. No, we don't. I, I have this um, something that I've kind of always been drawn towards and it's becoming a, quite loud for me recently is the kind of pull towards going out into the wilderness and like trying to survive and just like being in nature in its, in its purest form and I wonder if that's uh, a kind of stripping back of all of the conditioning and all of the you know all of the societal things like that are going on and just kind of being in nature and just you know, I don't know. I mean, I know that you've spoken about that a bit and I, I, yeah, I wonder what that is, that feeling, because it's definitely very significant for me. I think it's exactly strongly and as simply as what you've you described there, Rebecca. It really yeah. is that this is this kind of your consciousness raising about, you know, when we talked about, you know, this, this title, getting to know you, and in your case, getting to know me, well, not me, you, no, Paul, don't 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 play the me you game because it's it gets confusing. But in you know, <laughs> using your own words, you get to know yourself. That's what's emerging now. Yeah, that's exactly what's emerging. That simplicity and that freedom of life. That, yeah. and, and I would say, Rebecca, you're not unique in that. You know, people mm -hmm. have I don't know, fantasies is the right word. But dreams and, you know, I want to be footloose and fancy. I want to break free. I mean, Freddie Mercury's iconic, uh, I want to break free, you know, uh, yeah. from the mundane or perceived mundane yeah. existence of life. And yeah. I think we've all got that in us. So for me, listening to you speak there, that's exactly what you're starting to get in touch with your inner self and your inner being yeah. in a really strong way, in yeah. a really strong way. Yeah. You because know. I think there's this kind of there's so much noise and there's so much you know chitter chatter beeping plastic surfaces I don't know there's just so much kind of like going on in the world it feels like it just that having that time to just be silent and just be still and just be yeah. at Ab one absolutely and that is the simplicity and power of life and you know i've had this conversation rebecca so many times listeners and one of the the things or very consistent replies i get is it's all right for you paul you haven't got five kids you haven't got two mortgages six dogs 15 cats well my response to that is we all have choices how we angle the situation we all have choices yeah 
Yeah. We've all got, as you say, we've all got stuff going off in our lives. Yeah. You know, I might not have five kids and two mortgages and 15 dogs and 20 cats, but in a different way, as a human being, I have challenges. We all have them. We all do. Expected, no amount of money, you know, and that expectation that if I get a better relationship, if I get a better job, if I get a bigger house, if I have more kids, if, if, if. It's a fool's, yeah. fool's paradise. It's a fool's paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to that self-love and that simplicity of life and stripping out, you know, uh, how would the word you use, the beeping, it's like you're stuck in, stuck in a traffic jam of life and everybody's wanting to get one car and from beep 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 yeah. beep move out the way, out the way. The time. yeah you know uh, so as we start to roll towards a close then Rebecca any other thoughts around what your story around love self-love particularly would be around any more kind of afterthoughts or are you confident now you could pick a pen up and start scribbling? I think I could. I think I'd just go with the flow and just kind of, it's almost kind of a, probably going to be a therapeutic process, I think. Just kind of let it all come out and just um, just see how it, see how it, you know, flows, I suppose. See, see, see what comes out, see, see where I go with it. I feel I can make something for sure. Well, as, a, as a, an immensely creative, uh, with the immense creative talent you've got, I'm absolutely sure you will, absolutely sure of it. So, um, okay, let's leave it there then, Rebecca, other than sort of inviting you to share your contact details where people can find out more about you and reach out. And I will say this, listeners, and then it's very, very, very rare I actually promote anybody on this. You know, it's not a commercial podcast approach but where this young lady is concerned i i will do that because i work firsthand very closely with her i've witnessed firsthand the immense talent that she's got and uh you know i would just say look just check her out and, and then draw your own conclusions so what are those contact details rebecca thank you paul so much for that um really appreciate that um i um have a website which is rebeccawheel.com um, and you can pretty much find everything on there. I've got my links to social media on there um, and my contact details. So if you want to get in touch, please, you know, feel free. Um, send me an email or give me a call. So penultimate word with you as the guest, Rebecca. Um, so the title, getting to know you. Any sort of final thoughts to just to wrap that up? Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to, I think what we were saying before at the beginning, getting to know you, getting to know ourselves, is almost getting to know everything, isn't it? It's, the, it's almost the universe because I think everything is connected. So it's, it's another paradox. <laughs> <laughs> we're, never, we're never too far away from that word, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. So there we have it, listeners. You, you've been the, um, you know, getting to know yourself, get to know you, get to know me. Frame it how you want. They're words. Words have meaning, but they only have the meaning that we choose to give them. So at that point, listeners, it's over to you. You decide what those words mean to you. And all that remains now is to sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Da, da, da.
Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>